0: Welcome to Reclaiming Rest Radio. I'm Justin Joseph, your host, and your friendly neighborhood, unworthy, and ordinary saint center that's on mission to encourage his brothers and sisters to rest in the worthy Christ and the extraordinary gospel. I have some help to introduce today's topic. Uh, That help is scripture, and I ask that you bear with me as I read a couple passages. Uh, both come from 1 Corinthians, written by the Apostle Paul. 1st uh, passage, chapter 1, verses 10-13. through 13. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas. Or, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or, were you baptized in the name of Paul? And the second passage, a couple of chapters later, uh, 3 verses 1 through 4. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh? and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? So, division, quarreling, jealousy, strife, behaving in a human way. Paul referred to his audience that was guilty of those things as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. And those passages help frame today's topic. I titled this episode with a question, Why the Royal Rumble? Uh, Royal Rumble refers to the event put on by World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, or the WWE. Uh, Perhaps you have watched it uh, or know about it. Uh, For the uninformed, the Royal Rumble, it involves a large number of wrestlers entering a ring over a period of time and all but one are eventually eliminated from the match. Uh, I no longer watch WWE, uh, but think the concept is a great illustration uh, for the point I wish to make here. Imagine someone representing each of those statements from those First Corinthians passages, I follow Paul, Apollos, Cephas, Christ. Imagine people like that representing each of today's Christian traditions, or the sides of a theological or doctrinal debate. Imagine such people slowly filling up a wrestling ring and going at each other. I can't help but think that is exactly what takes place every day on social media among believers. Now, where the Royal Rumble analogy breaks down is that. In our case, there has never been and never will be a winner uh, or one tradition uh, or side of a debate left standing. Nevertheless, I still ask why the royal rumble? I don't care what flag someone flies. Presbyterian, Baptist, Lutheran, Anglican, Episcopalian, whatever. I don't understand why believers of any tradition spend time and energy every day chasing controversies on social media, and championing their position about a non-primary matter as the correct one. If you're curious about why I'm bringing this topic to the table, it's at least partly because I think all the infighting serves to distract us from the Priority of pointing one another to Jesus Christ. And I especially think all the infighting does not help us to rest in Jesus Christ. Believers can't point one another to Christ and encourage rest in Christ while they, at the same time, Hammer each other with their strongly held convictions about non primary matters. I think this is meaningful because I believe scripture is clear that it is a priority for Christians to point each other to Christ every day. That's why the writer of Hebrews tells us to exhort one another. Every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Every day is today. And I don't understand how it's a productive use of time and energy to go around insisting that one's position on any non-gospel issue is king of the hill, to use another analogy. I don't understand how it's productive to go around from one believer or a group of believers to another on social media doing that. I don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not suggesting that debate or argumentation should never happen. Uh, I'm not suggesting that it's wrong to have strong convictions. Each of us actually should. Uh, Some people don't and say amen to one thing. Only to amen something else that contradicts it. Even so, I have never observed anyone be motivated to seriously consider, much less shift to a different position by being hammered with it. And especially not if the person. Uh, or the person's current position is treated in a condescending fashion. I've never observed mudslinging accomplish anything helpful. And I find it especially sad if both sides go at it. Brothers and sisters... I think it is so unfortunate how addicted we are to controversy and being right. I think we have much growing to do with respect to asking questions, listening to the other side, seeking to understand. And presenting our convictions in a way that builds up. Uh, For what it's worth, I don't pretend to be innocent in those matters, Uh, but I do find all the debating and arguing on social media to be (laughs) repulsive. Again, What happened to the priority of pointing one another to Christ? Why does championing the gospel of Jesus Christ take a back seat to championing non-gospel convictions? What is gained by going around hammering brothers and sisters over issues that don't impact the Gospel? Well, I think nothing. And there's a reason why Bible books like Romans and 1 Corinthians from earlier speak to the topic of judging others as a result of preference and one's strongly held convictions. It is not okay to run roughshod over people. It is not okay to walk all over our brothers and sisters as though they're carpets. It is not okay to denigrate fellow image bearers of God. Unfortunately, I think much of this tends to happen because we're following people as the Corinthians did. I sincerely believe that we've either never considered or forget that theologians and reformers of the past were sinners, just like us. Examples being Luther, uh, Melanchthon, Calvin, uh, Beza, Knox, Cranmer, etc. Even so, we sometimes come across as though they, and many others like them, were infallible. Brothers and sisters, Luther had issues. Calvin had issues, the rest had issues, as do we. I think we quickly and easily forget that not a single one of us knows everything, that none of us has all theology and doctrine correct. We are all wrong about something. Sometimes we learn that we're wrong and make a course correction. On some matters, we don't. Each of us will either die or be ushered into the new heavens and earth having been wrong. And to top off the the train of thought, I think we all need to get a clue that no Christian tradition has the corner on gospel encouragement. Um, There's no monopoly (laughs) as far as that goes. No Christian tradition can claim all theology and doctrine. No Christian tradition is the be all and all. Again, I don't care what flag each of us flies. Presbyterian, Baptist, Lutheran, Anglican, Episcopalian, whatever. Take your pick. The fact is that we're all blessed by our Father. With one or more gifts. And our Father gave us our gifts for the purpose of pointing one another to Christ and building up the body. Perhaps the ultimate point here is that it is not a competition, it never was and never will be. We all have the capacity and capability to encourage others to build up our brothers and sisters in our common, most holy faith. I hope that we remember every day that at the end of the day, believers are on the same team. You know, as Paul says in Ephesians, there is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And on top of that, we're all headed to the same place, the new heavens and earth. And we're headed there because of the same reason, Christ. And by then, we'll all be on the same page. Disagreement won't even be a thing. Now, to sound uh, or seem contradictory, I hope that we do fight. I hope that every day we are united in the most important fight that exists that fight being the defense and spread of the gospel for everything else i hope that we're good listeners eager to maintain the bond of peace and charitable and again Just to be clear, I said that I'm not innocent in the matter, so I'm preaching to myself here. Really, I'm not saying that just to say that. I understand feeling annoyed, aggravated, even angry. I understand feeling those things. When we encounter anything about a non primary matter with which we strongly disagree. But we are called to keep our emotions in check. Counterproductive emotions are to take a back seat in the grand scheme of our fellowship, not our duty. To point one another to Christ. Let us not forget to welcome one another as Christ has welcomed us and make it our aim to build one another up in our most holy common faith. By grace, let us not mistreat our brothers and sisters because we're. Consumed with defending and proving the validity of our strongly held convictions. Let us not wrestle each other. Let us not enter the ring in the first place. Let us point one another to Christ and together enter into is rest.